Welcome to 90s Noise. I'm April, born 1991. And I'm Ashley, born in 1988. So this week, what are we talking about, Ashley? We're talking about, we're doing a little this show versus that show. A show that I kind of grew up on versus a show you grew up on, more or less. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Part one for 1990. Part one. We're going to kick it off we're gonna kick it off with my show um so my show is saved by the bell we watched episode i have the freaking name on it <laughs> i think the we watched episode 316 316 that was the mall that was a mall episode a what episode it was the mall episode mall episode <laughs> what what was that about the yeah the all in the mall Oh, that's not what I watched. That's oh, not what no. you watched. Oh no! Did you mean like was it season three, four? episode sixteen? Was it supposed to be four sixteen? Because you know how they have season one at oh, oh. oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Wait, let me look at that one real quick. I'm dead. That's actually <laughs> hilarious, though. Because <laughs> I was like, this is an awful episode, but like. I'll go with it, but like, ooh. Let me, me re-look at that one. Little side note here. The Saved by the Bell is the first season didn't come out in 1990. It was 1989, but it was such a big show in 1990, 1991 that we went ahead and did. But if you're watching it, if going to watch it on Hulu, be careful because season one on Hulu <laughs> is actually Good Morning Miss Bliss, the show that kicked off Saved by the Bell. So that was really confusing for me. <laughs> I didn't even know they had that on there. And why did they label it as Saved by the Bell? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know because I started watching it and I I was legitimately confused <laughs> because Miss Bliss is Haley Mills from Parent Trap, from the original Parent uh, or from the, uh, one of the Parent Traps. Wow. So that confused me. And I, I got through two episodes and I look at it, I'm like, this is not Saved by by the bell that I remember. And so I did some digging and I saw, I was like, oh, okay. That's the, that's the show that kicked it off. Cause there's a handful of the same actors mm. that were in Good Morning Miss Bliss that their characters translated into Saved by the Bell. That was definitely a wake up call for me. <laughs> I didn't even think about the fact that season one was not was actually season one. Good morning, Miss Bliss. I fuck. I freaking mm. hate how they do that. That's actually that's actually kind of funny. I'm, the mall episode sounds better than what I watched, to be honest. Because okay, yes, I'll give you a breakdown of it. Okay, so all in the mall episode. Part of the reason I I remember it so much was because it was actually they were they were getting tickets for a concert. The box office was at the mall, and they had. Screech camp out to be first in line. And when the rest of them get there in the morning, they, they're they like, oh no, look at this long line. The girls are just super devastated about it. It's Kelly and Lisa. And Zach's like, oh, I got this covered. Oh, what, how? And they walk up to the front and Screech is laying there on his pillow with his teddy bear and everything. I don't even remember when I first saw this episode, but this episode stuck with me for so long. And maybe it's because of how concert oriented 
I am. And that was the, my first recollection of a line waiting to get tickets for a concert. Of course, if you've watched Saved by the Bell, you know you don't send Screech to go do something if you want it done right. <laughs> the other four, Slater, Zach, Kelly, and Lisa, all are like, oh, we're going to go do our own thing. It's a day at the mall, which I didn't understand because literally 30 seconds after they leave Screech, the box office opened. And so he's like, I want to, I want the best seats in the house. But the person's like, do you want orchestra or mezzanine? And he's like, oh no, I don't know which one to get. I, I, Zach's going to kill me if I get the wrong one. So he gets out of line. Oh, it's like, no. save my spot, save my spot. Gets out of line, goes to find Zach and Slater and all them to figure out which seats come back and it's sold out. And so somebody's like trying to sell tickets for like a lot of money. If I remember correctly, and I did watch a couple other episodes, so some of them might be thrown in together, but they somehow find $5,000 and they're trying to figure out like, oh, are they, they want, the girls want to go shopping spree, that kind of thing. They're like, oh, well, no, we're going to use it for tickets, all this kind of stuff. Oh no, we want to turn it in. And it ends up being that they're like on a candid camera TV show to see like, what would you do with the money type thing? The rest of the episode kind of just falls into that. But I just, I really, really remembered this episode because of the whole concert portion, getting the tickets, trying to get the tickets, being in line for the tickets. And I don't know about you, but there have been a couple of shows that I've gone to where I've, I've been there at the at Ticketmaster or wherever I'm getting the tickets from before tickets go on sale. So I'm I'm the first one right there. Be waiting in line, getting there hours early, waiting in line for tickets, all that. For me personally, that episode has always stuck out in my mind. And I was probably five maybe when I first saw it. And I just concerts like you wait you, you, like you wait like that for concert tickets? What? And I never knew what like orchestra or mezzanine meant either because I was young and we didn't ever associate that with shows in my area. None of our venues had those differentiating areas, but it was all just general admission concerts that I'd go to. Yeah, that's, I, I personally don't recall ever standing in line for tickets, but I, I can see that as being a very relatable topic for people growing up through that time because that was a big thing waiting in line for tickets camping out there wasn't the online ticket master or anything so that was that was always a big situation yeah I never camped out like where I was like sleeping or anything like that so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> never for never for a show never for uh tickets I mean there I, I got there super early sometimes well most of right. the time as you know <laughs> that was always just always stuck out to me that episode because they're still in high school in that episode if I remember or like yeah I believe it's high school and mm -hmm. just oh my gosh like high school kids going going to the mall by themselves and getting to go to a concert by themselves all this kind of stuff was always just so cool to me yeah it kind of makes you think like oh when I get that age am I going to be able to go and do those things by myself like they were kind of showing a side of kids 
off doing their own thing because I think wasn't the audience for the show more geared toward middle schoolers, more of the a little bit younger than high school yeah. age. So you weren't exactly in that age group yet, but you could see it from outside and be like, oh, wow, that's what high school is going to be like. And, oh, wow, this is what I have to look forward to. Like, ooh, even though nothing at all like that really ever happened. <laughs> so You didn't randomly get like a, a radio station that came and said, oh, we're going to have a dance contest or anything like that. It's good. We're going to pull like a grease out of our hats or anything. Yeah, that's right. It was geared more. It started off geared more middle school, junior high age and then you grew with them into mm -hmm. high school there's kind of a fine line drawn because they they went into the high school years with this show but then they did college right. years which it, that didn't kind that didn't really hit the audience as well they did a couple of movies with it too and i think at, by that point the target audience had already grown up gone on it wasn't quite as, it wasn't resonating as mm -hmm. much as it had to begin with. Because it was, it was, a, I mean, it was a big enough show that they did a reboot of it. I've not seen any of the reboot episodes or anything, but I know there must have been something that they thought that they could recreate. I'm very particular on reboots where I a lot of times I'm kind of the more don't mess with the original <laughs> type thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, maybe I don't know how well this one's done for the new age. Yeah, that's that's my most memorable Saved by the Bell episode. I mean, heck, it also came, that specific episode was 1991. So maybe I'm a little partial to it too, because that was my birthday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't personally recall much from this show. It's obviously a huge show in a sense where... I know the theme song. I know all the characters. I get the gist of, of what's happening. But re-watching some of the episodes, nothing really stood out for me. Nothing came back to me like, oh, yeah, I remember this or whatever. The only thing, the only thing big enough for me that I remember is the H Hawaiian movie that mm -hmm. they did, you know, where they went yeah. to Hawaii. That's the, personally the only thing for me that stands out in what I remember the show by for some reason I don't know if it's just because it was maybe something that was played more during the time I was happening to watch TV but that one I do remember but I don't remember any of the stuff that they did when they were in school like any of the the romances and any of like the little different storylines that they had like the accidental episode that I watched that you told me to that was incorrect it had to do with Zach and Kelly like you know, they're dating and and she wants to, or no, he wants to go steady with her, but she's like, oh, I'm not sure. And then like the next day he sees this new girl in the hall who, in, who turns into being like the new school nurse and he becomes infatuated with her and and Kelly's like, okay, I thought about it. And, and yeah, let's go steady. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I love this other chick that I just met. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Zach, you are a pig right now. Like that's inappropriate. No, actually, I do. Uh, now that you kind of ran that down, I do remember that episode a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and I, that is, that is one of the things about this show. Rewatching it. I noticed is that Zach really is. He's a liar, pathological liar. He's very almost squirrel-like 
okay, attention here, squirrel. Oh my gosh, somebody else walked by. Oh my gosh, another girl walked exactly. by. Oh my gosh, like it's very, this specific show, how it was done then, I don't think would survive past maybe a couple episodes in today. Day that was exactly, yeah, that was exactly my thinking when I was rewatching it. And I'm surprised that they did a reboot because I don't feel like the content in the in the heart of the show was really something that I felt could be recreated. Yeah. I mean, obviously it could, it, you could do a show that was in some respects similar or had something similar, but, and by no means calling it the same thing because it's not Saved by the Bell at that point. You know what I mean? Like Saved by the Bell was Saved by the Bell for a yeah. reason, but nothing that it did back then I felt really could translate to today. No, for me personally, I I did watch Saved by the Bell from what I can remember, the 90s reruns mostly because mm-hmm. by the time I started watching it it had already ended, but <laughs> that first episode was very interesting to say the least. Wouldn't you think? I I I liked the first episode actually. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel coming into it, but I actually really enjoyed that episode I thought they did a pretty good job kind of introducing the characters and I I looked Mm -hmm. up the the actors because I wanted I always like to see like how old they are actually are from their characters and Mario Lopez is only 16 in that episode and he he looks pumped like he looks much older than 16 I was like wait what but that was my little note yeah (laughs) that it was funny because the there's a scene where they're in the locker room, him and Screech. And I was watching it and go, the difference between the two were very significant. And I think that's also kind of how a lot of times in high school it is. You have the jock who goes to the gym constantly. And then you have the geeky kid. If I can say geeky, I don't know anymore on this. The not jock, I guess we can go with who may not necessarily be a gym rat or whatever, but at least in the 90s and my experience through school, you always had those guys Mm -hmm. and girls too. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was always one of the taller people growing up. And so Jesse's little part part was yes. kind of touched home for me. That I was I have that note. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I was like, holy crap, you know, you know how tall I am. I would I grew up with the exact same type of self-consciousness that she did. I'm like, wow, they actually touch base on something like that in a series. I was I love that. That's that was one of my big notes. I was like, holy crap, I love Jesse. And then to also show that She's still, because for me, I always had difficulties kind of being more of the fluidic, limber dancer type, but she is a kick-ass dancer Mm -hmm. and proved it in that episode too. And so that just resonated. I I was wondering if it was, if it resonated with you too, because I was for the longest time until probably seventh, eighth grade, me and the like two or three other girls towered over all the guys that's how we were yeah i i felt the exact same way growing up always the tallest kid in all of my classes so yeah seeing that represented on the show and seeing someone kind of go through that awkwardness and finding how to be 
confident and okay with their height. And I really honestly thought that this dance between her and Zach was super cute. It was really cute. I thought that was so sweet. I'm like, I'm rooting for you two, even though I don't know that they ever end up together. I don't know, but it was really cute. Yeah, that was one of the things that I liked how he he was set on Kelly, but then realized that, hey, you know, Jesse's pretty pretty damn cool too. And that'd be cool to go with her also. That was just one of those feel-good moments. It made me feel all, all fuzzy and warm inside. <laughs> I do want to point out one thing. I didn't realize in this first episode Casey Kasem. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. If you don't recognize the name, look him up. <laughs> You'll recognize him once you do. It was one of those where I I recognize the name and then I'm just sitting there and I, I'm listening to his voice. I'm like, oh, shit, that's another childhood thing. Yes, listening that to his Scooby. Yeah, countdown. Scooby Doo. He was Shaggy. Was, yeah, Scooby. He, was, he voiced mm-hmm. Shaggy. We know Casey Kasem from apparently two different things. Your first thought was Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. My first thought was radio countdowns. Yes, yes. That absolutely. I definitely, the radio countdowns, because it was like the late night ones, wasn't it? That he did it, that he started it. Well, yeah, like those late night radio countdowns. Wasn't that his? Yes, yes. Yeah, he did the top four. He always did like the top 40 of the year or whatever. That was what he was known yes. for. Yes. Mm-hmm. His voice is just so distinct that just closing my eyes while watching this episode. Yes, Sh- Shaggy was what came to mind immediately. Because mm. there, there's a couple of his lines that I could even see like the animated Shaggy face saying that exact line. I mean, I don't know if he ever did exactly, but I can see it in my brain. That was definitely one of the, I think really the only actual cameo in the pilot of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. I do remember from just childhood watching some of them in their later years, and we kind of were watching one where they were doing the radio. Mm. They were revamping the radio show. Mm-hmm. And that was a season three. So they were older and it was interesting. Their voices changed all of their voices, <laughs> not just the guys. But you know how uh, as a female, our voices change too. Yes. And it was interesting to see that. And they're picking on Slater because he thinks he's hot stuff with sports broadcasting and everybody thinks he's not. <laughs> Because he just doesn't work well mm-hmm. with it. What other episodes did you watch from Saved by the Bell? Well, I watched the finale. I didn't really have any notes about that. It was it was okay. They were graduating. The only thing that I thought was kind of cool, which I don't know if it was a coincidence or if they, that's just what they planned on doing, was that they had, everyone was like, dan- there was like a whole dance thing as a part of the finale, which I felt kind of brought everything full circle because you know dancing was a part of the first episode and then they were dancing again in the last episode I don't know maybe they danced a lot in the show I didn't really watch too many other episodes I don't remember but yeah I thought the finale was good as far as wrapping everything up and everyone graduates 
So to me, touch it on the dancing. I think there was, if I remember correctly, a decent amount because they a lot of times went to their little hangout, the Max, mm. and which kind of has a almost a Greece feel, the Greece style. Right. And so I think there was a a decent amount of dancing throughout the entire series, but that's a. It's been so long since I've seen the finale, but that does sound like a good way to full circle. It was. Well, be, the only thing I can say is that this, the way that Slater danced in the first episode was the exact same as in the last episode. You know how he did that, that big split in the air and twirl thing? He did the exact same thing yeah. in the finale. And I'm like, they had to have planned this to make it. I was like, this is just a bit strange for them to randomly put this on. So they definitely, I felt like, tried to bring back the first episode feels to kind of close everything out but yeah it was kind of funny mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them do that when they come to that last episode they kind of go back to that first one mm-hmm. in a piece to try to bring it that full circle all the characters felt very stereotypical mm-hmm. which it, which really makes me curious on how it got picked up for a full series or season whatever it started off as because even in Good Morning, Miss Bliss, he was the same way. Like, now I know that they focus a little more on Miss Bliss. So maybe that's why. But like I said, he was pretty much a pathological liar in that episode. And asking Miss Bliss, how do, how do I become clean about this these lies that I've been feeding this girl and everything? And it's just kind of... I remember watching when I was watching that, I was like, this is not number one not the state by the bell that i remember number two this would not fly at all so i'm i'm kind of curious now i'm a little curious to maybe this weekend might jump in to the new the reboot just to see any differences on that because it would be interesting to see did they keep that same theme um because i know that some of the some of the characters are in it from, from the original. Right. I think uh, Slater is the PE teacher mm-hmm. or something like that. And so I, I think I may do that, like look into see just how they tried to translate the Saved by the Bell from 89 to early 90s into today. Yeah, I'm curious as to the story behind that. I mean, obviously they brought some of the characters back. They were willing to continue on. And I don't, I don't know if it's like a continuation of their characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, did they, I'd be curious to know, did they mature? Is Zach still a pig? Is Zach, you know, is he doing better in life? Like what's going on with him? Like, I'm curious if that's maybe where they're trying to take it, but also they have the, I think it's still set in high school. So they still have kind of high school based Mm -hmm. storylines, but they obviously are going to relate more to what teens are facing today. But I feel like Saved by the Bell was definitely just a pure, almost like a pure comedy mm-hmm. show. You know, they weren't trying to be too serious. I know they did have some serious storylines, but I felt like they were just more so trying to be funny and give kids something to sort of escape from. Because they, I feel like they knew they weren't actually giving them relatable storylines to what kids were going to be facing in high school. I think they were just trying to give them some sort of escape. And I think, well, I don't know when you watched it when it was on, but I feel, well, you probably didn't because you were too young, but um, I know like when it originally came out, it was on Saturday morning. Yeah. 
So I that's what I was thinking. It was a Saturday morning show. So it kind of was Yeah. Put it on, leave the kids. Yeah. So I feel like definitely a different type of audience will sit there and watch something like that on Saturday morning versus what you might see people watching on a Thursday yeah. night, you know, as far as what you're, you know, gonna be watching as far as growing up. But definitely a younger mm -hmm. audience would probably have enjoyed that show. Um, I didn't personally see myself as as my age now wanting to sit down and like rewatch yeah. the show. I it got very cringy for me at, at a lot of times. I, I thought the actors were fine. Like they all did a great job in their in their roles and as the characters and I thought that personally to me Jesse's character was mm -hmm. my favorite. I think she had a lot of really great storylines. She was a very strong character and resonated with me the most as far as what she was going through in high school, which I know later on when I was finally in high school, I went through some of those same things. What would you say your favorite character was in the show? I think when I was younger, my favorite was probably Kelly. But rewatching it, her character was very vain, kind of self-absorbed, I guess, in a sense. <laughs> Tiffany played her incredible, especially at that age and everything. So kudos to her. I still love her work and different things that she's been in since then. But now as an adult, I resonate more with Jesse because like you're saying, some of the same things she was going through, I went through myself. And so that looking back, that's where my heart lies. Again, when I was younger, I, I loved Kelly. She was gorgeous and kind of I liked her attitude and the kind of fun persona but now seeing it in a different light is very interesting <laughs> like what you what you think when you're younger watching something and then coming back to it as an adult you don't have the same outlook usually I don't know if our next our next show that we're going to be talking about it uh that was one that you were more you watch more in the 90s than I did so I don't know if you'll if you had the same same mindset that I did like it resonated certain way with you back then when you were watching it while it was on and then re-watching it now if it resonated with you differently uh, as an adult yeah I think definitely it, it did just all the stuff that we we are re-watching which I think is kind of cool and I think is what makes shows or movies stand out you know, and you know that they're good and they're shows that you can continue watching is when you obviously related more or enjoyed a certain character more back when you were growing up. Like, I, I agree. Kelly was probably one that I would have loved to have been. I would have loved to have been her as a younger kid. You know, I'm, I'm sure that's who I honed in on when I was watching it. And then now as you get older, you see somebody else's storylines and you're like, oh, wait, they actually are someone I... I feel like I'm I'm them now. Like that's me. So I think that's really cool when and when shows can do that. When they can kind of give you a different perspective at a different time mm -hmm. in your life. And the, yeah, Saved by the Bell definitely did that and and also 90210, which we'll be talking about later, did that as well, for sure. So yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much wrapping up with with Saved by the Bell. It was I mean, it was good to go back and rewatch it and remember because even the reruns were still on Saturday mornings because that's I'm that's how I'm I watched it mostly so that was something where 
once my brothers were old enough and everything, they were wanting to watch that, that channel, that Saturday morning channel, as opposed to like the cartoons and everything. So they, if they woke up before me, they got to pick. So <laughs> do you feel like you liked any of the guys in the show though? Like, do you feel I, when you were watching it, you were like, Oh, he's cute. Or I, I think like it was back and forth between Zach and Slater. I think uh, kind of towards the later seasons, more Slater. The earlier season was, I, if I remember correctly, was definitely more Zach. Until you realized that he was a pig. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think I understood that term when I was younger. No, absolutely. As being <laughs> that kind of pig when I was younger was oink oink. The nice little cute round creatures and everything that are on the farm we'll we'll go with he was a jerk yeah <laughs> but i yeah no it was definitely between the two of them i think since slater was a little bit more jockey playing sports and everything as i as i started to get more into sports i think that's why i kind of zoned in on him and then i mean come on the dimples mario lopez he's got the dimples i mean that for any young girl <laughs> can't just be, but I'm, I'm, I am a sucker for dimples, but I mean, my husband's got the dimples too. So I, 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 I looked out on that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you watched it as a kid? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think made you keep going back to watch it after that first time? Well, probably coming going Besides the fact that it was kind of forced on me with my brothers getting the remote. I think it was one of those things where I was very fascinated with more mature, older kids. With my brothers being older, I would always hang out with them and their friends. So I think that that's probably what it was. My fascination with these people are older than me. They're cool they're more mature so I want to I want to emulate that I think that was a big part of some of the things that I did end up watching growing up was trying to hang with my brothers be cool and not be the little sister just tagging along but which I always was but that yeah that's probably the main reason why I think by the by the end I I was the one that was like, let's watch Saved by the Bell. It was just one of those things where I and I would be watching it by myself, even when the boys weren't. If it was on, was good with watching it. So they were actually choosing to watch that show. Yes, my... Interesting. Yeah, okay. It was, uh, I remember my middle brother, especially, if, I, if, if my memory serves me right, he was more the one that wanted to watch Saved by the Bell. He's four years older than me. I think if it wasn't just purely turning it on to keep us busy on a Saturday morning while my parents worked around the house or did chores, whatever, it was reruns on Saturday mornings. Because it it did it was doing reruns for a long time. Mm -hmm. Most most of the stuff that I did watch growing up was based on the fact that we had really one main TV 
that had all the state all the stations at the time that we thought were all the stations <laughs> we didn't do much of the satellite tv or anything like that for a long time but the cable stations and my brothers would always get the remote they were older they were bigger so a lot of what i watched was more what they watched because it was either be a sit watch with them or go play in my room by myself so I'd rather go sit watch with them. That's funny though because I know I was exactly the same way because my sister was older so the reason why I watched Saved by the Bell and 90210 and all those shows is because she watched them so we we do follow in our siblings footsteps as much as we don't want to but they do have a a huge impact on our lives and it's funny that we we kind of have that same path as, as to what we were watching thanks all th and all thanks to them to be honest because if they weren't around or if they were younger than us maybe we never would have watched these you know what i mean like maybe this wouldn't have been something we ever even decided to turn on so that's kind of cool yeah that's that's kind of my thought too especially once we get into the movies a lot of my movies growing up were very male oriented like geared towards boys and everything and it was because I was with them and everything and trying to hang out with the boys that I was introduced to so many of those things and I mean I, I still love watching some of the movies that I grew up with it's kind of nice like uh, going back every couple of years and rewatching ones from my birth year around that time <laughs> yeah no I agree yeah and then even or even just like watching something and being like wait why did I like this as a kid like, you know like what we talked about with problem child I'm like wait a yeah. second this <laughs> why was I a fanatic of this yeah it's kind of fun to do that I agree I'm all about yeah. that Kind of just a little bit of a rundown on Saved by the Bell for those who haven't watched it. Uh, mainly follows six kids, teenagers, uh, Zach Morris, A.C. Slater, Samuel Screech Powers, Lisa Turtle, Kelly Kapowski, and Jesse Spano. And it goes through their, like their, la their last year of junior high and into high school and just kind of the different troubles that you can get into in those those very impressionable years the love interest liking the best friends them not liking back or not being sure if they do uh, a lot of people know one of the big things is screech screech ended up kind of being the underdog of the entire series, I think. He was comedic relief. And rest in peace, uh, the actor passed away a few years ago. It was very, very much geared towards a preteen, early teen crowd that could resonate with the going through junior high, high school. Who do you ask to the dance? Who are you, who are you taking to the diner for a date? They had a lot of diner scenes. I always remember that. I was kind of thought that was cool myself and always wanted to have that kind of junior high, high school hangout at a diner. But I mean, my, my town was way too small for that kind of thing. <laughs> it's definitely a, like Ashley was saying, it's definitely a, 
more of a comedy. There are some episodes that can touch on certain things that are a little deeper, but definitely a kind of a, more of a feel-good comedy and, yes, cringeworthy at times <laughs> with just how how the world has changed and our outlook on things. Because this is actually, honestly, I feel like this was a good idea of how the 90s were and how high school, junior high was emulated, how people acted in those times. People got away with picking on others, kind of like how they they pick on Screech a lot. He's a little dorky, but wants to be part of the cool crowd. And they do pick on him, but he takes it and all this where, again, if that if that was going on now, that definitely wouldn't fly. But that was very, very normal in junior high, middle school, high school. I don't know about you, Ashley, but I saw that in my own schools, that kind of style of how the cool kids and the geeks, the dorks, whatever you want to call them, wanting to bridge those gaps. There's always one person who seemed to have bridged the gap, but it was really, it honestly seemed like it was just the cool kid's own comedic relief in a sense, a lot like Screech was for Zach, Slater, Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse. I feel like there were times where each one of them kind of had some humble moments towards Screech especially, but the majority gist of it was very much kind of a, I honestly kind of want to say it's kind of passive aggressive bullying in a sense. Like again, I'll reiterate, this would definitely not fly with today's youth it's interesting how well received it was growing up but again like i said it very much it was pretty realistic in a sense where i think it did kind of touch on some of those things that were truly going on in schools that you may not see on the surface what were, what are your thoughts on the theme song though did you like the theme song when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> um, <laughs> I kid you not, uh, after rewatching it, that theme song has been going through my head for weeks. I like it because it's super catchy like a theme song should be, but it's also like one of those songs where you want it out of your head and you can't do it no matter how many other songs you've listened to. I don't know. There's just something about those theme songs from those 90s shows late 80s early 90s shows that it was a different time and they just stuck out differently so honestly i'm gonna say i actually did like it i and i still do yeah i thought it was cute yeah. it was super catchy i like that they included saved by the bell in it as yeah. well which it's one that's it's just it gets stuck in your head they did whoever the writers were on that um and composers did a fucking incredible job it's usually either the mark of a really good song or really bad song if you can't get it out of your head <laughs> and i think this was more on the good song the good theme song where it's enjoyable it kind of gets you pumped and excited for the for the show so i honestly i gave it two thumbs up on the theme song i'm with you on that one my last question was what are your thoughts on the principal do you 
did you ever have a principal like that or what did you think of his character? I don't think I ever had a principal like that kind of dorky in a sense. <laughs> Personally, there were a couple of principals that I did have that I still remember to this day being very involved. Like that was one of the things though, was that in Saved by the Bell, the principal is decently involved in the student mm-hmm. body, which is nice. Like that I feel gives that adult presence that it needed. And a lot of times principals are principals can get a bad rep, but my my principals that I had usually were pretty decent and decently involved. I still felt that we got good representation, kind of like how Saved by the Bell was. Like I said, I know there was one episode that I'd watched where it was the radio episode where they were bringing back the radio, the radio mm. station. And the principal had, he was the one of the last ones to be on the radio station when he had gone to school there. He was being cool about it and like reminiscing and stuff. But I think I, I like the principal in that, honestly. He was a little better than some of the other principals in other ep- in other shows, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like they don't really recognize principals very much in those teen shows to begin with. So, yeah, he was a pretty good inclusion. I thought he was he was a fun character. Yeah, I enjoyed him, and I can't remember necessarily during Saved by the Bell itself if they showed this much, but in the episodes of Good Morning, Miss Bliss he was trying to be all flirty with Miss Bliss and everything. And it was just kind of, it was one of those moments where it was kind of cringe, but you know that that actually truly happens in some of those schools mm-hmm. where there's, and in both ways, it was kind of, it, it gave an extra giggle to me when I was watching that just to see, cause there, cause at one point he was trying to at first get her, um, get her to say yes to a date. And then later on he was like, okay, well, I'm going to be going on a date. So I need you to cover this. And she's like, I'm not covering it because I'm on a date and that's my only day off kind of thing. So it was very fun and lighthearted. Any last thoughts? So let's slash and save the bill. Okay. So now we're going to talk about Beverly Hills 90210. This was one of my personal favorite shows growing up in the 90s kind of the same thing that April went through you know my sister was a huge fan of it so it just became a family occurrence that whatever night it came on we would watch it so I just sort of became obsessed with the show and its characters I love this opening theme song every time I hear it it just it just brings me back to I don't know what night it ever aired on tv but it would just bring me back to when we would all rush to the couch and, you know, because 902 and I was on, so we have to watch the new episode because the, the theme song would start. Yeah, that's right. You said that you had watched that a lot when it was actually airing. I, I'll i be honest. This was the first time I'd actually seen this first episode. I think I've seen episodes here and there throughout the years and reruns, but I don't know if I've ever ever actually sat down and watched a full on episode from the original 90210. I'm gonna just just gonna dive into it. First off, that first scene, what the fuck was that alarm? <laughs> like, 
Was that a, a true thing in the 90s, that alarm? Oof. Or the, I guess it was probably filmed in the late 80s, but that's literally my first note is that alarm and the creature or whatever it was that was making that noise. <laughs> and it kind of scarred me for a few minutes. Oh my gosh. While I was no. watching the episode. <laughs> it did. I thought it was great. A great reminder about like the stereos with the remotes yes so like what two speaker separate stereos with the remotes because mm-hmm. we used to have those both my brothers had had one and i was so jealous oh yeah my sister had one i have to ask what high school had valet parking i don't know i thought the parking was very interesting as well i was like yeah we never had that op- option when i went to school me neither. <laughs> it was definitely a very ritzy area because they were like, oh, do you go to Beverly Hills or do you go to West Beverly Hills? So there was a huge difference, apparently. I don't know on that one. We parked our our own cars and we, we had to walk however far <laughs> we parked to get to, to get to the front door. Uh, <laughs> Side note, I don't know if you realized this when Alex and I were watching it, it he pointed out and re-looking back it was very obvious. This was the same set that Buffy the Vampire Slayer filmed on later. The same school set. Really? Ooh, I like that little note. Now that you know that, if you go back and watch any of the episodes, you'll recognize. Oh, okay. That was definitely a nice little tidbit. What other notes do you have? I've got a couple that I do want to touch on, but I want to hear some of yours. Well, I mean, my biggest thing about the pilot is that Dylan wasn't in it. So, I mean, that's kind of a big bummer for me. (laughs) I don't know if it was for you, but I didn't. He wasn't introduced yet. So it was kind of, um, I don't know when he gets introduced, to be honest, but he was my favorite character in this series. I'll share a nice little picture of me with my sweatshirt that I have of a picture of him on it. Apparently, I stole it from my sister, but still. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Definitely want to see that. Definitely have to see that. (laughs) So the lipstick phone number, was that truly a thing? I want to. First off, where was that lip? Where was she hiding that lipstick? That's a good question, actually. Where was that hiding? But then just pulling out the lipstick and using that as your writing utensil. I think it was I, I've big. I've seen eyeliner. People use eyeliner to write. Yeah. I feel like lipstick, though, was big back in more of the 80s and early 90s. I don't know if it still is today. I, I've never done it myself, so I, I don't get the appeal. But for me, it was weird seeing Shannon Doherty so young. She was gorgeous. Absolutely. And I think she's always been gorgeous. Correct. But I, my first memory of her is Charmed in 1998, but absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Love the dress she wore when she went to the club. I thought the, was there like a theme to the club that they went to? Because did it not seem that everyone was wearing black or was that just me? (laughs) No, I, I, I noticed that too. And I was wondering the same thing and I wasn't sure if it yeah it seemed like it was a theme <laughs> like a theme night I, I'll be honest I I truly thought that they were going to play a trick on Brenda mm. Jenny and Tori's characters when they were talking about the fake ID kind of 
seemed like they were scheming something. Right. And I was like, oh, they're going to make a fake ID and then do something to get her in trouble and all this. But I was surprised but happy <laughs> that wasn't the case, even though they did leave her at the club with no way of getting home no way of really contacting wow. anybody that's the huge um, difference about growing up in that time you had no cell phone so when you were stranded well you were stuck gotta love the payphone <laughs> making a a cameo <laughs> i have to say that's probably one of the biggest cameos pretty much it lets you know where you are absolutely but like right on in the center of the field <laughs> That placement was just very weird to me. Yeah. Maybe it was just the camera angle. I mean, wasn't it a, a two-part pilot? Did you watch the two-part pilot or just the first half of it? The one that I watched was an hour and 37 minutes. Oh. So I'm thinking so it I must did have been. the two-part. So it was like the whole that's, relationship that's, of her and that, the older guy. Right. And it was just moving way too yeah. fast and oh i'm in love with him and like girl this is illegal what are you doing yeah and her being like well if you truly if you truly felt this that way it wouldn't matter it's like no he's no. being smart he, it is a good thing he's not going after anybody for this because although i don't think that he would have the whole i should sue your parents right line was that that just i don't know i'm not a lawyer attorney or anything but yeah i don't think that that would hold up in court. right yeah i was curious <laughs> if that was gonna all. play out um, in a later episode or something that he was gonna try to do something i don't know if he did but that was a little childish to say that yeah and i mean i guess, I guess in a sense you can see it from both sides mm -hmm. i mean she's new girl gets swept off her feet and she's at a club which is a 21 and older club what about you ashley did you ever try to sneak into a club no definitely that was that was nothing that i ever tried to do as a child i was i stayed at home i did not have any sense of urgency to go out and start drinking or mingling i understand i i was the same way too i just Going to going to concerts was good enough for me. There's no point for me to do that. It just didn't appeal. Yeah, I can't say that I even knew anybody that made fake IDs to to make it work for myself anyway. So I'm not even sure how I would have made it happen. <laughs> yeah, and especially nowadays with all the real IDs and everything. I don't even know if it's how easy <laughs> in a sense it would be to to make a fake one. So yeah, I guess I did watch both both parts of the, the pilot the okay. pilot episode. Rewatching some of the stuff though, like the earlier seasons, I don't remember too much of it. Like those episodes don't really resonate with me. I don't recall a whole lot of those. But the ones that do are the ones with Tiffany in them. And that's sort of the tie-in that we are doing on this episode is for the fact that Tiffany is in both Saved by the Bell and 90210, which I think is really cool that she had such a huge impact on a lot of the 90, 90s TV shows for teens growing up. And I just remember 
from that episode that I had you rewatch was season five, episode five. And they, that's kind of when the whole peach pit after dark sort of got created. Those are the episodes that I remember most where they had that whole nightclub type thing going on. And Tiffany was involved with a lot of this stuff. Well, Valerie, her name is, her character was Valerie, but she became involved with it and she was sort of that bad girl. Like she had a very rebellious side to her. And I just remember loving her character. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. Like I want to be like her. She's just, her character was just so awesome. And, and I kind of almost want to, want to know if, if I saw her character in 90210 and then I found out that she was in Saved by the Bell and maybe I watched her in that. I'm almost wondering if that's kind of how my tie-in with her and that in both of these shows kind of went because, I don't know, maybe. What were your thoughts on on that episode or just the show in general? I wasn't prepared for seeing Tiffany on there, honestly. Because she's, the, she's on the part before the credits, the beginning credits, and... I was watching it and I saw her come up on the screen. I'm like, wait, that's Tiffany. That's Tiffany, right? Right? And I was about to like look and then the credits came up and I was like, oh, I'll just watch it and see if. And I was like, yes. So I wasn't prepared for that. Um, and I found the episode pretty interesting. As you know, I didn't really watch a lot of the Beverly Hills 90210. I only really touched on a couple of episodes later on mm. when when I was a little older because of Shannon Doherty on it as Brenda. Obviously, this is after she left the show. And so it seems like Tiffany's character, Valerie, kind of took over her bad girl niche or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Like, I guess maybe because I don't have enough of a backstory on everybody with the exception of like the first the first two episodes Dylan's character just kind of drove me crazy like how he was just very almost in a sense nonchalant but it was kind of a asshole type vibe that and poor what is his name Steve Mm -hmm. who really liked Valerie Mm. and yet she's messing around and everything and he's he's fallen for her lies regarding it the whole like splicing thing the himbos and bimbos oh yeah that was interesting (laughs) honestly i think is the best word when i first started watching it i was so confused because they were using it looked like the exact same sets as the first episodes so i was confused because i'm i'm like are they still in high school Wait, what? Dylan's character. So give me a little backstory on that. Because I was I was very confused, I guess. Because he enters the episode where he's like, where Valerie comes into his house. He's on the phone making a business deal or something, I guess. So kind of, can you give me kind of a background on where Dylan was at? Because Valerie's thinking, they were saying something about him being a millionaire. And so then Valerie seemed a lot more interested in him and everything. That's a good question. I don't, I know that he, he went through some issues with like, like addiction. And I want to say it's kind of around the time that everyone went off to college. And so I know he went to rehab 
because I was trying to find out about the the money thing, like what they were talking about with. So like are his parents in, I guess it, it was very. He definitely doesn't have like rich parents or anything. Uh-huh. His father abused him. Okay. Um, and there was this whole like his father, I don't know what season it was in, but his father died. But then I want to say it was in the final season that he came back. It was kind of a weird thing. So he went through this whole, you know, grief period because his father died. Yeah, I don't know about the money thing. Isn't that how Valerie got introduced to the show? Her, They said something about her father committed suicide in front of her or something? Yeah, I don't know anything about her backstory either. I know she's a family member of the Walshes, so that's why she was okay. staying with them. It was kind of like a family friend, and so she was staying with them, but... Kelly was more of the of the rich, popular. She had all the guys drooling over her, and mm-hmm. you know she was kind of the in my in my opinion, she's kind of the Kelly of Say by the Bell. Like yeah. she was the girl everyone wanted to be. You know, she was that. Oh my gosh! So that's kind of her. Donna was more of I'm just gonna replace re- compare them to Say by the Bell, but Donna to me is more of the the Jesse. Like she's very. She had all all the storylines that I felt that looking back on, I could relate to more of. She was sort of the outcast. She was trying to fit in. She was trying to be popular. She tried to to be the the rebellious one, but none of that worked out for her. That just wasn't her. She couldn't she couldn't fit into any of those roles. And she, finally, she just was herself. She became confident in who she was, and she was a very supporting friend to everyone. I feel like she was definitely the more relatable character in in the show. Looking back at it now as an adult, when I was watching it as I was younger, I don't feel like I related to her or felt like she was the character that I enjoyed watching the most. But now I really, I do feel differently about her. Do you have any characters that you felt like you you enjoyed watching in the show? Besides, I mean, I know you love Shannon, so Brenda was a, a big one. But do you think you... If you watched the show, do you think there were any characters that you would have enjoyed getting into more? Probably. Was it Andrea? Andrea? Mm, Andrea. Andrea. Oh, wait. Well, Andrea. However you you say it. Just from the first episode, she's kind of the outsider and like more, I guess, artsy type things that newspaper and was very dedicated and I think at the time if I would have watched it when it was coming out or very close to that kind of how I was with Saved by the Bell probably would have been more geared towards Kelly honestly um like we kind of were just talking about because from I mean from the the episodes I watched she didn't seem like she was the mean girl and maybe maybe I'm mistaken from how they had it but she was more just she was privileged, but wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a Regina George type of character. Mm. Probably her, but then as an adult, I was more relating towards Andrea, Andrea, however it's pronounced. I didn't fit in with the cool kids or I didn't really have like a niche, I guess. But I was very, I was more into some of the different type of things like newspaper, yearbook going to concert that kind of made me more of a outcast in a sense and not not in that cool click I related more to her just from like I said just from what I saw throughout the seasons and everything that 
that very well could have changed, but from the pilot episode and even the season five, episode five, that's my thought process on that. What about, so you said Tori Spelling's character, Donna, right? Mm -hmm. You said you resonated with more now as an adult. I think so. I think she, she sort of stuck out to me most when I was rewatching the episodes, her character, I felt she just, I don't know. They're just, she just seemed to have a way about her that I felt I could relate to more so than what, Kelly was offering or what Brenda was or any of them. I just felt like, yeah, Donna definitely, she was the most real to me. Now, as far as the men go, I know I was obsessed with Dylan's character. I don't know why, but he was definitely like the heartthrob. He was, he was my, probably like my earliest crush as a kid growing up. It was, I was all about Dylan. He was definitely playing the, you know, I thought you, you, you kind of, you kind of had a good thought of him, how his whole persona was very like nonchalant. Like he, he really, he really was, he was, was like, didn't really let things bother him. He was sort of, sort of like, whatever, I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want to do type, you know, so to speak. But Mm -hmm. he was definitely that sort of playing that bad boy character and, you know, him and Brenda got together for on and off for most of the seasons that she was on. Um, and then I know that Dylan eventually left. I forgot what season it was. He eventually left and went to Paris to go be with her. But by the time the final season came out, which was season 10, and that was in 2000, that was the final season. By the time that came around, he had come back and him and him and Kelly had gotten together. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. It was implied that him and Kelly were going to end up together. So that's what that was. Guy-wise for me, probably. I could see maybe if I'd seen a few more episodes with Dawn, maybe the bad boy type persona. But actually, uh, what was it? Brenda's brother, Brandon? Mm -hmm. Brandon. Season 5, episode 5, episode 1 was more where kind of liked him a little bit more first the pilot episode he was a little too i don't know i guess almost kind of start off to where it seemed like he was being trying to be somebody he wasn't too much i don't know maybe it was kind of just one of those things where it's he had that mystery air about him because he was the new kid and everything i could have seen myself being more zoned in on him throughout the series if i had actually watched it uh, the whole thing yeah no that makes sense I think he was sort of playing a just an overall good guy type character he was a best friends with everyone you know he's that guy that yeah. all the girls liked but and all the guys liked he just sort of could go into any room and people would like him that's why him and Andrea was such were such good friends and you know he could hang with the cool kids he could hang with the less cool kids geeky kids whatever you want to call them the mm-hmm. jocks so that's kind of where what his character was all about he was he was definitely along with dylan like the heartthrob in the series yeah i liked his character that he was a i think he was sort of a ladies man too he kind of went through a lot of women throughout the show yeah. though he kind of jumped from person to person and i don't remember if he ever ended up with anyone i know he left after season nine so he didn't finish out okay. you know the the whole series and then you have steve's character which he was the slater type he was more of the jock he was like a very rich self like centered very entitled you know he was a snob he thought everything 
was sort of should have been handed to him. You know, he thought that all the girls just because of who he was would go out with them, that that sort of thing. So that was sort of his character. And I don't feel like I ever really liked his character much. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, like even like later on in the season, I don't feel like he ever had too many redeeming qualities where I was like, oh, yeah, I can I can get behind you now. I just I was sort of like, okay, moving on. Just the only other uh, main character was David Brian Austin Green. Um, okay. He was more of that screech character. He was more of the nerdy guy. You know, he was he was younger than everybody else, but he ended up graduating in the same year he was able to like skip ahead or whatever um so he could graduate with everyone but he ended up marrying donna in the end like they those two got together but he was i felt like he was like an annoying guy he just seemed which is kind of how i thought screech's character was he just was sort of over the top in a lot of ways and he was a little bit excessive and he in the first season i know he was obsessed with kelly and almost like a creepy way he just kind of went overboard on his obsession and just was too much and that's kind of he was just definitely more of that very intellectual guy was his hair always like in all the seasons because didn't he have it like slicked back in that first season or at least that first episode yeah um and then his hair in that other episode that we watched in season five i feel like that was honestly so 2000s i had to double check with myself and imtp to make sure that like to see what year that episode had come out in (laughs) because i it just reminded me of so many hairstyles i saw in like the early 2000s right before the frost tips and everything I don't know. Did he coin that or was that how his hair was most of the later seasons? Do you remember? I know it's a weird question, but that just was on my mind. Yeah, that yeah, his hair was definitely a standout. I I don't know how he how he kept his hair throughout later seasons. Didn't he eventually like shave his hair off, though? But I don't know how old he was at that point when he did that. Okay, so it looks like kind of later in the first season, at least it was very, uh, very like fall. I don't know exa- how how exactly explain. Almost like Ken like. Yeah, yeah, it's a good like, description of it. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Oh wait, season ten. Oh, here we go. Oh, he did shave it down actually in season six and seven, and then he kind of let it grow back out to the two thousand look. Yeah, kind of like well, yeah. By season ten, it was almost the same as what season five was, where you could have frosted the tips and. Okay. Yeah, you know, I see a couple. I see a couple of older. Like, well, when I say older, like later season picture where Tiffany's kind of more gotten to more of the adult Tiffany look that I am familiar with. He was also on a Sabrina Teenage Witch episode. Tiffany? No. uh, Well, she might have been. I don't remember. But uh, Brian. Brian? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think I vaguely remember. Another question for you. Because of how the episode ended, Andrea, her mm-hmm. is that her husband? Mm-hmm. So what's the deal with him? And because at the end, towards the end of the episode, she goes to try to surprise him at work, and he's a bartender. So 
bartenders in order to make tips that a lot of times can be um end up in a sense they're flirty kind of in a, to try to soften people up to get them to spend more money so is that the case with him or was he stepping out on her? i didn't i don't know i didn't look into that to be honest <laughs> i i couldn't tell you i i know that they i want to say that they ended up divorcing though okay but yeah when i was watch rewatching that i was like why is she getting all upset? Like I would have just walked over and been like, Hey, you know, like this is my man. You know what I mean? Like been yeah. confident about it and, and seeing how he reacted. If he reacted all like, Oh, then okay. But if, if he was just like, Oh yeah. Hey, you know, I think she, have, she cheated on him. If I'm not mistaken, she cheated on him later on in that season. And it just kind of was, became a mess at that point. And yeah. Cause at first I thought he was a waiter. And then when I realized he was a bartender and then when we got to that scene, a part of me would have been, yeah, gone up and been the same way. But also a part of me would have been like, okay, I need to ask about this later. Call him out. Because again, bartenders, especially in that time, and even now I feel like certain places you go, the bartenders are sometimes borderline. Like they, there's like a fine line that they draw where... They're flirty, but it's not a flirty take me home type of thing. It's more of a flirty, be nice, make you want to give me a bigger tip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of where I where I was like, okay, which way is he going? Is he trying to be the flirty take me, I'm going to take you home or take me home or the flirty, I need to make more money for me and my family so i'm gonna be kind of do what i need to to an extent to get a bigger tip yeah i almost feel like they just threw that storyline in there just to give her character something you know to doubt but if you know your man or whoever you're in a relationship with is in that line of work like you should know that that's part of the gig like i mean there is overstepping but then there's also just hey like i'm just being friendly and doing my job because I'm not going to sit there and be grumpy because I'm not going to get any money from being grumpy. So sometimes, you know, yeah, absolutely. Like my, my, that was kind of my thought process. It's like, okay, you know, he's a bartender. So is it, you already had doubts to begin with? Right. Yeah. And that could just be, I've not experienced this myself, but I've heard people talk. A lot of women talk about once they've had a child, some of those doubts creep in and everything mm-hmm. um, especially if their significant other is working a job that they're gone at later hours not necessarily a nine to five gig where you don't necessarily know what's going on which right. I mean you just it's one of those things where you trust your significant other or you if there's any reason not mm-hmm. to you confront them exactly I mean, in an appropriate yeah. way yeah i love that these though though i will say that rewatching some of the episodes and i think when i was looking it up online they they changed the songs yeah because of copyright or whatever it was actually it's it's all the the music in the show yeah because when we were watching the pilot my husband was watching it with me and he's like this doesn't sound 
late 80s because the pilot came out in the nine in 1990 mm -hmm. and so it was probably shot either 89 or 90 and he's like this is a song at the the house party and there was a couple songs where he's like what is this i want to like i want to grab it on shazam or whatever the apps yeah. are that check the music and couldn't find it couldn't find it and when he finally found something that was that we think it was it was saying it was it came out in like 2013 or something like hmm. that oh wow and he's and so we're like this is no way and then when we looked it up they completely re like re-spliced the music mm -hmm. uh most of the music in the entire series even before it went on streaming services but when it went to dvd yeah because of because like you said the copyright issues i think that happened to a lot of shows though and yeah. i don't i think maybe even still now i'm not sure but i know a lot of shows even back then like that's that tended to happen so unless you recorded them off of the tv when they came out you probably are never going to have the original version of it now which sucks but absolutely I don't know. I I guess it would need to go more into those co into music copyright laws, and to see how that is because they obviously pay for it to be in the episode initially. So I guess I don't understand why it doesn't translate. I think some of it has to do with they only have rights to it for a certain length of time. Okay. And I and I want to say some of it's like a couple of years because mm -hmm. they you know they only get rights to it for a couple of years. But it does kind of suck to think about because I know a lot of shows they base their their episodes on music. So to think yeah. that they went through this whole process, they picked out all the perfect songs for when it airs and now to think like if you were to rewatch it later and it's not the same songs, like how does that work? Like who goes back into all these episodes and picks out a different song to now yeah. fit in? Like that's an interesting job I would think. And I mean, the money that would need to go into that to re-edit mm -hmm. all of that and find and new copyright laws, I, I would yeah. think I would think it would be less expensive to just go back for that original song and just extend it. Yeah, because there, there are definitely some, like you said, so many shows base the moods of scenes, the mood of the episode on the underlying music. It's insane you know something that i did find out when i was researching was that 90210 was sort of created as a response to the show um degrassi junior high do you do you know degrassi oh yes so okay so this was our this was our uh United States response to the Canadian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes. That, honest, honestly, that does make sense because it does. Grassy is still fucking huge. Mm -hmm. Like, I. It's still going. <laughs> it, it's still going. And it still has some of the original cast mm -hmm. on it. And which that is insane to me did degrassi um, come out in the 90s we should be talking about degrassi i'm assuming uh, no i think it came out because you're talking about um the next gen uh, well right? didn't like or, um junior high didn't junior well junior high had to have found the 80s so what junior what came high out in the was, 90s so okay real quick let's check out well obviously junior high came out in the 80s if 902 and i was response to it 
So, so next gen was 2001. Degrassi High was 87. Well, it ended though. Degrassi High ended in 91, so we could touch base on it if we wanted to. I don't know that I watched it though. So I really watched Degrassi High. I I'll be honest. I didn't start until next gen in 2001. Yeah, exactly. Same, same. It was it was on uh, the noggin for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you got any other thoughts on 90210? Kind of you kind of already did a quick breakdown. I was gonna mention about how. Basically, the producer of the show, obviously, you know, Aaron Spelling, Mm -hmm. um, he also did one of our favorite shows, Charmed, you know, so I'm like, I feel like that should be recognized is that he did some, he did some really good shows, like, he he also did Seventh Heaven. That's right, that was one of his. Yeah, he did Melrose Place, a lot of the big 90s dramas you know, that came out. So he was a big part of that show, but then also the creator, Darren Starr. Did you ever watch Younger with Hilary Duff? I've seen some episodes. Of okay. It. Yeah. So he, he also created, created that show. Okay. So I thought that was kind of cool that he's done some, he did like sex in the city. Oh, he did the, um, that show that's kind of big right now that Emily in Paris. The Okay. Yeah, Emily in Paris. Paris. Yeah. So they're kind of still putting He's some still stuff going. on, mm-hmm. which know, is, you yeah. know, you, you say the name of the show and people are like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Even if they don't really remember know it too that. much or watched, watch it too much. Yeah. It's like, okay. You know, that's what 90210 is just one of those sort of phenomenon that happened back in the nineties for, you know, teen shows. I know that they said that the first season kind of didn't do very well at all, but then they did something different with it, which other, you know, no other show had really done before was that they aired the second season during the summer. So instead of people watching reruns and stuff, they actually got to tune into a new show and like a new season. So that's kind of what led people to become fascinated with the whole world of 90210 is that they had something to watch during the summer and they were like, so it ended up being like a really good thing for the show doing that, which I thought was was pretty genius on their part because if they didn't, I'm kind of curious as to what would have happened with the show in the end. Yeah. Well, and that kind of um, makes a good point. Like now when you think about shows, there's so many that ha- – they're different seasons. Mm. We've got the – since they're shorter seasons now and everything, not the 22, 24 episodes or – 10 oh, yeah. episodes or whatever now but we've got a fall season there's a spring season and now mm-hmm. there's a summer season there I mean, is i believe it's uh one that you like too pretty little liars was mm-hmm. purely a summer season with a fall halloween episode they break into the fall a little bit to kick off the fall seasons but they were solely a summer series for the first couple season were just purely summer and that's interesting to know that 90210 was one of the first to do that that makes a lot of sense though because you've got all these high school kids junior high kids with not a whole lot to do during the summer besides yeah going out spending time outside <laughs> but and what better way than to have a new show to watch mm-hmm Yeah, definitely. Very smart on their part. And I know it sort of created that 
stepping stone for, you know, the shows like the OC and like we were talking about Gossip Girl, you know, all those sort of teen drama type shows, 90210 sort of was there to allow those shows to come about, which I think is kind of cool that a show has that much that much I don't know what the word is now. I can't think of what I was <laughs> saying. Influence. Good, there you go. It has that it has that much influence on a generation and those to follow. What's what uh, else is fresh in your mind? I watched the Halloween episode that they had try try to represent okay. October, you know, so I I tuned into the Halloween one. I didn't really put any notes down for it, honestly. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary, you know, typical Halloween party people dressing up. The only funny part that I found about the episode was that the parents, Brenda's parents, they were giving out raisins for Halloween. I thought that was kind raisins? of humorous that she was she was like, oh, well, that's nature's candy. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, that's a new I don't one. know that I ever got raisins for Halloween, to be honest. You didn't? Did you get raisins for Halloween? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would go through my my trick or treat bag, and there'd be raisins in there. Oh like, my gosh! I I'm not a raisin person. <laughs> Never been a raisin person. That was always one thing that would give to my mom or my dad and everything because I wasn't gonna touch it. My brothers <laughs> didn't care for it either. I mean, I get it. The the raisin packs are trying to be a little healthier and everything. But I wonder if that was like a Midwest thing. Because they were from Minnesota. And that's right. Because so, aren't they supposed to be? That's right. Maybe. That may be. That may be. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up after, <laughs> after we're done. Because now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> raisins. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's a, that's always funny. Uh, real quick, since we did talk a little bit about Saved by the Bells revamp, mm. did you ever watch? I think it's just nine hundred two one zero. Yes, I did. I watched. I, I watched all the seasons that they had. I can't tell you I remember anything about it, but <laughs> I thought it was good, and I know I watched it because of the fact of loving the original. But I know it also had some cast in it that I yeah. enjoyed from other stuff, you know, like Shanae, Anna Lynn, that I liked her mm-hmm. character. I can't remember anybody else, but yeah, I remember watching that and, and enjoying what it brought to like sort of the newer generation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 90210 was easier to translate into a reboot versus yeah. Saved by the Bell, just because 90210 is very, it's steeped in drama and all of those soapy storylines and things that are just not really super realistic in most cases. I mean, they did touch on a lot of, you know, relatable storylines, but there's also some things that are super dramatic and just, okay, like one character has 20 different things that happens to them. You know, they died and then they came back to life and then this person died and then they had, like, it's just way too many crazy things happening or it's like, okay, let's stop and take a breather for once. But I didn't enjoy it. Honestly, I'll be honest. That sounds like the soap, like the daytime soap operas. <laughs> Honestly, I I'm, I do agree with you. Like the drama is a little bit easier to translate into a new age. But I did watch nine hundred two one zero a little bit. I think I got the last episode I can remember is when uh, Shanae's character is like driving drunk and like hit mm. somebody. Oh okay. um, yeah yeah yeah. 
Okay. That was one of the episodes that Matt Lanter was in. Side note, he's super nice, but I had- Did you meet him? Yes, I did. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, oh, he, I know. He's, he's super nice. Like, yeah, he's super nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was at Pensacon in March. And so Alex and I met him there and super nice. So he had a, an actually a pretty decent line. So yeah, the last episode I watched was, I think it was the episode right after she hit somebody. I was happy I was at least able to see a few of the episodes that Shannon had come back on. Oh, yeah. For. And so I, I did like how they incorporated mm-hmm. so much of the original cast it, but it, yet it wasn't necessarily super focused on them. It's still exactly. focused on the new, the new class. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad it wasn't, I'm glad it wasn't, they weren't just trying to recreate it. They don't make them like they did in the 90s. That's for sure. And we'll definitely be further episodes touching on the rest of the years in this decade. These were ones that really, really made an impact on us from that time period. And yeah, let us know what you guys think uh, and what your favorite show from the year 1990 was. If you have anything else to say on those. And also be sure to share it. Share it with your siblings, friends, and that way, we all can go down this memory lane of the 1990s and enjoy some nostalgia. I mean, everybody's got to have some nostalgia in their life. So we will see you all next week for 90s Noise. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Also, uh, if you want to reach out, we've got either Instagram or our email which is 90s noise show at gmail.com. Make sure to rate and review if you enjoy listening to this podcast. All right. Peace out, people. We'll see you next week.